Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Inside Out Crew podcast, where we talk about organizational leadership, systems, marketing, and more for your church or organization. Our goal is to help you redefine your culture from the inside out. Today, we're going to be doing our special end of the year episode, a year in review. You have myself, Nathan Westfall, and Michael Moore. Hello! How are you? That's such an annoying voice. Can you just end it with howdy? Like, howdy. This is the last one of the year. How, like, I know. Howdy. Howdy. Thank you. Can we just thank like you. redo all that? No. no. All right. Okay. We'll keep going. Yeah. All right. So, howdy. Man. Howdy. Um, we had a, a day today. We did. So we before did. we dive into everything else, why don't you talk about what we did today? Yeah. So our church uh, did something called the Sunday before Christmas, which technically was the Sunday before the Sunday before Christmas, but because of our Christmas experience times, they're happening on the 23rd and the 24th. And so this is the Sunday before Christmas weekend is kind of the way that yeah. we looked at it. Yep. And, and what we did is uh, we went out, we, we canceled church, and we went out, and as a church, we went to go be the church. And so our All church, campuses at all the campuses. same one, too, just yeah. to make that clear. Because yeah. a lot of people love that because you could see people you haven't yeah. seen in forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All campuses, we, we met together at the Washington Armory, which is a, a large venue in the, the Capital Region area. And um, we essentially handed out gift cards for groceries, yep. food, um, we handed out Christmas presents, uh, we did gas buy-downs, you did the uh, the art thing. Arts and crafts with kids. Arts and crafts yep. with kids. And so essentially we, we had all of our congregation go out and just serve the community for about 90 minutes and then everybody came back to our Albany location um, and had a potluck dinner. And it was it was phenomenal. Like it to this, you know, this is our third year doing it and it was by far the best year. Uh, we had four different news stations there today, uh, and two of them, or I'm sorry, three of them ended up doing a ride-along, which was really cool. And so uh, just kind of getting the publicity for that, but also to where people in the capital region, which is an in- extremely unchurched or dechurched area, to be able to see a different perspective of church, it was really cool to be able to to see that. And and so um, I just, I just want to share this story real quick, kind of yeah, please, a yeah. testimony. This wasn't in our group. Uh, we went to McDonald's. Our team went to McDonald's, and we bought people breakfast and lunch, uh, which was really cool. And we had a, a heartwarming moment with a, a gentleman there. Uh, and honestly, what he was doing—I'll just go on and tell everyone real quick because we have time this week. Uh, what what we did is we we went to go buy this guy breakfast, and we got to talking to him, and we bought his breakfast and stuff. And come to find out, he's an Army veteran who he he has made it his mission to give back every week. And so every week he takes out two or three people, two or three teenagers who are special needs kids and has breakfast with them kind of as like a, a big brother, um, little yeah. brother type, yeah. type thing. Yeah. And so I was just so moved by that. And I was like, man, you're doing – it's people like you that make this world a better place. Yeah. So it was, That's awesome. It was really awesome. But – we uh we did have a group that went to Cohoes, which is where we're launching our third campus next year, and uh, they went to the local supermarket, Price Chopper, and they went in and they just randomly chose people to buy uh, their groceries for. And so they went up to this one particular person who literally was buying the big cases of ramen noodles, and they said, hey, we want to get you ramen noodles, and then they found out that um, that was all the money that they had for to be able to feed their family. So they went out and they ended up grocery shopping for them. And literally the person was just in tears. She called her mom because she's a single mom with kids. Um, the, the cashier was in tears and it was just kind of like one of those heartwarming, uh, the church was able to meet a need at the right moment at the yep. right time yep. and to be able to provide. And so it was a phenomenal day. 
Uh, and it's one of those things that, that at least for the next couple of years, we'll continue to do. And if you're a pastor out there and you want to know more about the Sunday before Christmas, please let us know because it is, in my opinion, you can share about this. It is the best thing that we probably do as a church, or at least the funnest thing as far as the church getting involved to go out and serve the community and just paying it forward. So Yeah, and it's the easiest way to get people to rally behind something, right? Like, I mean, you see people there who don't volunteer on a Sunday who will totally show up, take their time out of their day, and do something for two or three hours without questioning it at all. Yeah, and, and it totally is. And here's the cool thing about it, too, is we don't go out there in the name of City Church. We just go out there uh, with the intent of saying, hey, Merry Christmas. We want to bless you. And then if it comes up, well, why? Well, it's because, you know, we love Jesus and Jesus loves you. Well, yeah, but what are you guys from? And then it might go to another conversation. But if it doesn't, it doesn't. And there's zero, literally zero strings attached. Yeah. And so yep. it's it's an yep. awesome opportunity for your congregation to go out and to be the church to be the hands and feet of Jesus without promoting a church service or an experience or promoting an agenda to literally just be like, hey, this is who we are and we just want to bless you. And so yeah. it was awesome. Yeah. Awesome day. Yeah. And I can't wait till next year. I know. Next year will be four years and it'll be even bigger and better than, you know, I mean, this year we couldn't even fit in the campus. So we had to do, go to the armory. Which yeah. Was great. Yeah, yeah. It was great because literally I had multiple people come up to me and be like, I have no idea who these people are. And I'm like, I know. And they don't know who you are yeah. either. And so yeah, it was, it's even it a better really thing cool. when you have those multiple campuses, because that's the one time that everyone's in one building under one roof doing the same thing. And it's awesome. Yeah. We had yeah. definitely intermingled teams. It's not like one yeah. team is just Rensselaer. One team's just Albany. They were just combined. And that's what it was. Yeah, it was super awesome, super awesome. So it was fun, but yeah, so we did that. All right, on with the episode. No, that's good. That Merry was... Christmas to everybody. I, yeah, Merry <laughs> Christmas. All right, so before we get into too much, why don't we do the review of the podcast for this year, right? There's a lot of things we want to go over, but um, so we started in May. I think end of May is kind of when we started. Maybe, yeah, it was yeah, it was, it I was think shortly we, I after think, Allie was born. I think we started, we started recording. recording in April, but yeah, I don't but think we, we launched until May. I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. So we had a total. Can you guess how long we've recorded this year? So not including this episode, right? But how long out of the other 29 episodes we recorded? Are you talking about length-wise? Length of times. Like so all of them. If you listen to all of them together. So for everyone listening and listen to all 29 episodes, how much time did they waste listening to this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, six hours and 37 minutes. 15 hours and 14 Ooh, minutes. I was way off. That's pretty impressive, right? When you think way of it that off. way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have that much content? Yeah. So, so crazy, right? Yeah. No, yeah. That's, that's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, so 15 hours. We had... Two guests. Do you remember what the two, who the two were? Brandon, Stacy, Keenan, Clark. Shout out to yes. both of you guys. Yes. We'll, we'll tweet you guys in this episode too. Yeah, great episode, both of them. Um, and then we had. I'm going to list off all the topics as quick as I can. You think I can do it? Can you do it in under 60 seconds? I'll let you time me. All right, Ready? hold on. Well, Just so everybody the knows, the screen. I'm. Uh, yeah, you're right. I can't. <laughs> we do. All right, go ahead. All right, ready and go. History, building a team, time for a change, building a volunteer culture, building a weekend experience when people say goodbye, mission versus vision, the process of evaluation, going multi-site, the theory and the victory, the business versus the church, two parts, marketing on a limited budget, engaging the next generation, the life of a pastor, shaping the current culture around you at a young age, building a small group system, the forgotten attribute, humility, the special episode, that's right, Mac Brock Q&A, Christmas 2018, social media marketing, 
the returning guests, leading where you've uh, never been, leading your friends, the waypoints of leadership, a healthy leader, and developing a budget. Boom. 36 seconds. How's that? That's like that's impressive. a little over a second an episode. That's, that's yeah, that's impressive. Yep. So that's impressive. That's a lot when you think of it. If you think of the, the topics just from uh, the range of like everything that we've talked about. Yeah, that's a no, lot. It definitely is. And we've definitely learned a lot this past year, too. And hopefully, look, if you haven't gone back and listened to those and you have 15 hours, according to Nathan, to blow, <laughs> um, I really do think that it's 15 hours that's well worth the investment for you or for your team. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Can you, another fun fact. So we also did one blog post, which was really you, the real which, Mike Moore, but we moved so, it. Yeah, I've, I've kind of been, oh, yeah, I've not been, look, so everybody knows I've not been doing well at blog post. and are um, tough, man. That's going to be a goal for 2019, you know, good. at least one or two a month. Oh, that's good. That's I only did two last year, so you're a little bit That makes me feel me. a little bit yeah. better, yeah. yeah. I'm not Kerry Newhoff. I can't put out three a week, but one day, yeah. one day. No, that's fair. Um, I always find a, a cool goal when I, whenever I do a blog post, it's when I give a demo. So, like, for you, it could be, like, every time you do a series, you just sum up your notes and do it. That's all I that's do. That's a good point. That is that's a good point. That's all I do. Yep. Um, the most referenced episode out of all those 29s. You remember which one or which topic we go back to every single time? Mission and vision. Yeah. Mission, there you go. mission and vision. Yeah. Yeah. That's the most reference one because what can you not relate to mission? And That's vision true. When you talk Everything about is it? about mission and vision. Right. Um, which today we're going to talk a lot about mission and vision. So again, referenced again. Yep. Go back to it. Yep. Um, longest episode, Mac Brock Q&A. Go figure. That was yeah, a long one. That was. That was almost an hour. 50 minutes? 45? Uh, 47. 47 minutes. And that yeah. was a good one. If you haven't listened to it, go back. That Especially really if you're in creative arts or worship or yeah. um, you're aspiring you to be a, a worship lot of leader. Good stuff to say. Or you're a pastor and you've got a worship leader on your team. Let them listen to it. it yeah, It's sure. really good. Yep. Lots of golden nuggets in there. Yep. Um, the next one was the one with Keenan. Uh, shaping the culture around you at a young cage. Yeah, yeah. Big shout out to Keenan, by the way. He's in Cancun right now. I'm a little jealous. Oh, I, man. It's about to snow here. If it's not already snowing, it's about yeah. to snow here. I saw his Instagram feed that he was in Cancun, went back to the States for a wedding, and then went back to Cancun to continue his vacation. And I'm just like, I hope you're racking up those sky miles. You know, that's all I have to say. <laughs> that's all you care about. Exactly. Yeah. Shout out to Delta. Yeah. So, um, so last, Michael, what was your favorite episode? of 2018 um well one i think mission and vision was good because it's the one that we referenced the most and i think everything goes back to mission and vision deals with both the inside of the organization but also the outside perspective yep my personal favorites and the one that probably touched me the most is the forgotten attribute and really because that was kind of a precursor to the humility one and then the humility one and like leading from a place of of humility being a, a humble leader and leading your team and then outside of that, I'm going to give you my third as well, um, is probably the waypoints of leadership. Because yep. that was something that just studying for our sermon series, which we'll get into later, that kind of developed. And it's just like we do need waypoints or mini goals, kind of these mini uh, tiers that we want to be able to hit in order to be able to reach our destination. And so I love air travel and yep. it just the geek inside of me, yep. um, it, it happened. And so... Yeah, so mission, vision, uh, humility, and waypoints, the, uh, those are kind of the, 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 I guess, the three big ones for me. But humility, the humility aspect spoke to me most, and that's something I'm constantly dealing with is yeah. just remaining humble. 
I more love how I asked you for your favorite and just like a pastor, you had three endings to it. So. I know, I know. It's like, it's a <laughs> one point message with sixteen sub points. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, if I had to pick a favorite, so I'm gonna do the same thing. I'm gonna pick two. So my personal one to talk in was, um, man, uh, leading your friends. That was a really good conversation between you and me. A lot like that a was good. I know that was recent, but a real yeah. good conversation. That was a ve- that would, that would be number four for me. And then yeah, and then my favorite one, I guess, producing and kind of helping out would be. The business versus the church with Stacy. Yeah, was, that Brandon really Stacy. It yeah. was it was a very good one. It was and good talking to him. It was good being on the phone that long. It and was you you met him this past I year did. too. And I did, and I the first time I met him too, I was like, whatever we do, we got to make sure we meet, hang out with this guy again, and do something. And yeah, it was, it was a great two episodes. If you haven't listened to it, yeah. Great. So uh, the yeah, so there's our top five for 2018. There you go. Yep. Boom. Top five. Done. All right. Um. So that's all I have with podcasts. What about uh, sermon series? We'll jump into City Church a little bit with you. What What about City Church? Yeah, so like we've talked about in the podcast before, we do a yearly planning meeting every year, and we kind of plan out all the different sermon series. And so I'll just kind of walk you guys through the different topics and then just a brief description. So at the beginning of the year, we always start out the year with prayer and fasting. But in that, we did the sermon series called Because I Said I Would. And many of you guys maybe have heard of the nonprofit organization because I said I would, which they have these promise cards or these commitment cards that they give to you. And essentially you make a promise to yourself and then you hand the card to somebody else as a kind of like accountability. And so because I said I would was really about our spiritual development and abiding in the vine, Luke chapter 15. Uh, I'm sorry, John chapter 15, totally butchered that. John chapter 15 and us continuing to grow in our relationship. And out of that, we went into a, a series called Work is Worship. Real quick, because I said it would, that's not the first time we've done that topic, right? No, it's okay. it's it's actually it's the second. That's, that's what it's I thought. Second. We okay. did it about five years ago as a church. But because we have so many new people that have come in, we uh, we redid the series and kind of we, – we branded it the same, but we changed the content of it. And so – before it was more so keeping to your commitments, and this time we really shifted it towards it's the beginning of the year. Let's let's yeah. start our commitments right with yep. Christ, yep. and so, and then from that we went into work is worship, and we partnered with Right Now Media, uh, which if we've also talked about as on this podcast, if you're a church or or a nonprofit organization that has any form of small groups or discipleship, Right Now Media is a huge, yeah. huge, inexpensive resource. Yep. Uh, that you should use for your small group and Which discipleship pathway. we did talk pathway. about that when we did building a small group. System. Yeah. That was good. Yep. So work is worship. And then we ended that with a one-day, um, kind of like a one-day uh, gathering, I guess, where it was simulcasted from Dallas. And there were, you know, uh, Phil Fisher and um, Matt Chandler and just, a, I mean, just a ton of, yeah. of huge yep. keynote speakers that were simulcast. And then after that, we went into probably my favorite series of the year, which your wife actually came up with the the title for that, which was The War of Grace. And I love The War of Grace because at the beginning of the year, we were in John chapter 15, and then we just continued in John 16, 17, 18, et cetera, leading up to the crucifixion of Christ. And it was a powerful, powerful series, especially for me. That's probably one of the best lead-ups we had in a series like up to a big event like yeah that. totally yeah. totally and then uh this is us well obviously easter was in there then we had this is us which we really talked about our creed which is our creed is uh what we our core values we call our creed and so yep. because we're in a very liturgical post-catholicism uh environment up here we 
our core values we laid out as a creed. This is who we are as a church. Um, and then from there, we went into our summer series, which we kind of mixed a little bit. Uh, but our summer series was called 11, and we used the Roman numerals X and a 1, or X and an I, I guess. Uh, and it was over Hebrews chapter 11. But in that, we also did Story Sunday, which we'll get yeah. back to. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, jump yeah. back to that. And then from there, uh, we had Sabbath, and then we went into our Hosea series, which as a pastor, there's not many resources out there on the book of Hosea. And so for me to study and read a commentary and stuff, it was literally yeah. I was trying to like reach yep. anywhere I could. My favorite preachers have never preached a series over the book of Hosea. Oh, that's interesting. And yeah. and so um, they should take note on that. And uh, Matt Chandler, Judah Smith, Carl Lentz, and yeah, I can keep going. John Gray, you guys <laughs> should know better, you know. So, um, and then from there, coming off our night of worship, we did greater things, and we just wrapped up Wild Blue Yonder and ended that with our year end giving offering, our above and beyond offering, and we're gearing up for Christmas, our Christmas Eve experiences on the twenty third and twenty fourth. And so that is our sermon series in a wrap. What else did we do? So we just talked about sermons, but I know like other big things we did this year. Mac Brock, Night of Worship, was yep. obviously a big yep, one. that was awesome. You talked about, um, what was the workshop we, you just talked about? The yeah. Work is Worship work Workshop. Is worship wor- yep. Workshop. Um, any other ones that we did last year, like events? I'm trying uh, to think. Um, big. Uh, we we did start the year with we did two or three nights called City Nights, which was kind of, which was during our prayer and fasting. That's right. We brought That's in right. some guest yep. speakers to kind of pour into our church. We actually brought in Keenan Clark. That's right. And then yep. Mariano, and I can't pronounce his last name. Le, Le, I want to say Lewinsky, but it's definitely not it's Lewinsky. Right. ML. Yeah. Yeah. Mariano, shout out to Mariano. If you listen to this, we'll tweet you as well. Um, cause you're a really cool guy. You really, and you know, fashion better than yeah. anybody I know. <laughs> uh, and then we really didn't have a whole lot of guest speakers this year, which what was cool was we were able to use a lot of people internally in our church and especially going multi-site, uh, this past year, we were able to use Ryan and Jen over in Rensselaer, as well as in Albany. You spoke this past year. Yeah, I was going to say we had a lot of, even though we not bring a lot of people in, we had a lot of people speak this year. You had... Myself, you had uh, Shannon, you had Jim Walterstorff, Jim, uh, as you said, Ryan and Jen, um, Josh Howard, Josh Howard. That was a good one too. Yeah, that was real good. Um, that, c- that had me crying. I know that was a good one. Um, but yeah, a lot of people we just use in the church this year to yeah. fill the gap and go forward with it. Yeah. And even though we didn't bring them in, if you want to briefly talk about it, the uh, Story Sunday series, we didn't necessarily bring people in, but it wasn't necessarily you preaching either. Yeah. So. Actually, this started in 2017. We sat down at our at our planning meeting, and I said, hey, I'm going to be out. Uh, my wife is going to be giving birth to our second child, which she did. And so I'm going to be out during this period. Let's plan a few Sundays to where we can bring in some people, and maybe I can do an interview. That way it isn't a ton of prep for me. Um, right, super easy. Yeah, yep. super easy. And the, the, the team was like, well, if we bring in all these people – just being transparent with you, we have to cover air for airfare for them. We have to cover hotel, honorarium, food. You're looking at thousands of dollars. And so they were like, why don't we just send you and one other person to Southeast Texas to go interview these people via video? And then we can show their story on a Sunday. And I was like, that's brilliant. And so yep. um, you and I, we went down to Southeast Texas. You want to talk about that yeah, a we little went bit? In uh, February? 
right? Yeah, late January, early February, early something, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were gone for four, five days, something like that. We travel five days, five days. Yeah, that's true. Because we left out of JFK, so we traveled down the first night, stayed the night, and then oh, left out of horrible. JFK. That was horrible. Yeah, we slept for like three hours. That's yeah. how late it was. That was that was horrible. Yeah, we um, won't do that again. No, um, but it was a nice plane. So this was the first time I ever flew first class. Mike and I paid for the upgrade separate just to kind of we did. experience it. Well, Michael's experienced it all the time, but it was more for me. And Michael needed an excuse to do it, so I was the excuse. It, and it was great. We yeah. had lie-down seats, too. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was, I mean, that was an easy trip flight-wise. There was no real issues except on the way back, but that was that was easy. Um, it was great to meet everyone. Uh, I think, i trying to remember who, I, who we interviewed and then who I actually knew before. I think so did you know, you, you've met David's dad, Pastor David? I think I met him once, and at that point, I mean, like, I met him. That right. was probably the extent of it. Yeah. So there was Pastor David, Don O'Brien. Yep. Don O'Brien. Which who these oh, the rest of them I've heard of through you yeah, before, yeah, but totally. I've never met them. Yeah. Greg Lloyd. Yep. Um, and then uh Clay Whitaker. Clay yep. Whitaker. And so so and what we did with this is essentially each one of them had a powerful testimony and then they were all either in church leadership or yep. business leadership and able to to offer like legit practical advice with yep. parenting and running a business and leadership and discipleship, et cetera. And all of these guys are 45 plus in age yep. and are mature. Actually, there was only one that was under 50. The rest were over 60. Yeah. And, sure. yep. and their, their advice uh, was just, it, it was really, really awesome. And actually yeah, on the good. city church podcast, those are the most downloaded uh, sermons yep. or episodes yep. from this past year was the storied Sunday. And it was just a, a candid interview and, uh, we cut it down, tried to cut it down. It was kind of yeah, hard with some of them yeah. Yeah. because there was, there was so much good stuff in there. Yep. So, but, but that was the trip you had. Was that the first time you had crawfish or the second? The first real, real time. So I was actually going to talk about this. What was the uh, place called again? Uh, Steamboat Bills Steamboat in Bills. Lake Charles, Louisiana. So I've I've had crawfish before, but it was okay. Obviously, coming from New York, crawfish is going to be okay. It's not going to be great. Um, but we went down there and we had crawfish, and I I we went back or we got yeah. some to go. We, yeah, it was so we got some to, to go. Later. Yeah, and you had boudin for the first boudin, time. Boudin. Yep, that was true. I had a lot of yeah. I guess first a lot time of there. lot of southern food. I yeah. cried. Yeah. You cried. Yeah, it was all good. Yeah, it was we a good trip. both cried, which yep. doesn't happen a lot at the same time. At the same time, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's what and so it was. It was a f- fantastic trip. I think we were both like tired at the end of the trip, though. Yeah, we were exhausted, but it was definitely a good trip. Uh, it was great meeting everyone. It was great interviewing everyone. Like, even though I wasn't doing the interviewing, it was cool being in the room and hearing these guys' stories and just. You get it on video, but when you're there in person, you kind of get how personal some of these stories are, how raw it is, and every one of them cries. Everything, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, especially because a lot of it, or I would say, two, maybe three out of the four, um, a lot of it was recent stuff too, like yeah. maybe within the past year or something too. So it was all definitely still there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Regs and and Clay Whitaker's. And exactly. So I, I yep. remember the, the both of those were very very fresh and just tragic legit tragic yep. events and, yep. and so i remember though just as a little side note um i remember getting the hotel the worst hotel i've ever stayed in in my oh, stinking life that was the and, worst one and it was it was That's so it yeah. was so bad that uh we had to leave the hotel that night 
because of the amount of bugs and infestations, and it was just so freaking. And we're not talking nasty. like spiders either. We're talking like cockroaches. Yeah, like southern cockroaches. Southern too. That's a good word that you yeah. added in front of it. Big, yeah. big things. And right. and I remember you just being like, "Hey, Mike." can't do this this is not good which is you know i mean i camp all the time i'll spend out in the woods all the time for for me that was too much like i'll gladly go sleep and deer poop and everything else but that was and we we got stuck in a nasty hotel room that smelled like cigarette smoke that was just uh the elevator didn't work like electrical wire it was it was absolutely horrible 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 and so at one o'clock in the morning we left the hotel and drove like 30 miles to go find a hotel Yeah, um, because this ev- was right around the hurricane, so everything yeah. was booked up. Yeah, everyone was kind of recovering from Hurricane Harvey, and so we were like, we need a hotel, and finally we found one. And then my car, the rental car, got hit. In the parking yeah. lot, yeah. It was an interesting, very interesting trip. That we, was, made it, we made it alive. We made it without Clearly, we yeah. are here. Yeah, that's true. Uh, made it without, <laughs> we made it back with all the footage. We did. Which was the, the goal. It's so. like 20 hours worth of footage. It was a lot. Yeah. yeah, it was a lot of footage. It was uh, fun, though. It was fun. Yeah, good trip and probably one of the um, more fun trips in terms of, you know, getting these sermon series prepared and all that other stuff. It was a lot of lot of fun. A lot of hard work, but a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a long three, four days. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, Yeah, any other review for sermon series? I mean, that was a good one, but any others? Yeah, I, I, think, I think the War of Grace was one. Uh, that was one that really just challenged me personally. Um, and and really, we were talking about the war of we have on this side of the cross, we have the grace of God, uh, but we battle with the condemnation. We battle with shame. We battle with judgment. Uh, we battle with all this stuff and even battling with our sin. And so for me personally, it was a challenging one. Uh, so that one really, really, really stuck out to me. And then the other was Hosea. And Hosea was brought up. And I remember whenever it was brought up by uh, at the planning meeting, I was... I was so against it. And the guy who brought it up, it was Gabe. Uh, I remember like three weeks into it, I was sitting down talking to him. I was like, man, this has been such a challenging but such a good sermon series. And he's like, aren't you glad that I brought that up? And I'm like, yes, I am. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. wasn't at the time, but I <laughs> but I am. And it's it's definitely, it was a, it was both of those were extremely good sermon series and to the point that I, I feel like there should be some more content in the yeah. future that comes out of that. Especially the War of Grace. That was that was a I love our intro video for that. So did I as it was but it was very creepy and nostalgic and we like, also used the music from one of my favorite um hardcore bands so I was pretty pumped about we, that. Too. I don't remember who it was. That's fine. Um but they were it was it made my day when I first saw it. So Yeah, it was it was good. It was it was a short, short little promo video, but, but it, it was, was good. It, it was, was good. So it really good. kicked off the whole series before Easter and everything like yeah. that. And it was it was really good. Great build up to Easter. Yeah. Yeah. Um so looking back in twenty eighteen now as a whole, um, let's talk about the ups, the the good things that happened over the year. We'll start with the good news versus the bad news type of uh talk. So why don't you talk Yeah, so uh good news. Man, there was there's a lot of great things and so there's a few things that we did organizationally that really set us up for some for some success in 2018. Uh, one of those is we tried simplifying the calendar and uh, kind of the whole less is more. Uh, we, Which we, you guys remember, we just mentioned three events that we did last year. Yeah. So talk about simplifying. Yeah. So beforehand, we would do 10, 12, 15 events. And whether that was Night of Worship or Servolution or this or that. Yep. And so we, we kind of streamlined it. We said, well, let's just keep two nights of worship. 
which we did a small night of worship. Um, it was like worship and prayer on Good Super Friday small, or something. But we used to do them every month, and it was like every three months, every four months that we did it this year. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then we uh, Servolution, we funneled down through our community group system. And so our groups did Servolution. That way it wasn't another event that the church had to do. And we really just tried to keep it. great, in my opinion. Like I, I think it did, good. too. Yeah. I think it did, too. And so we really just tried keeping it as simple as possible. Um, so the whole simple and strong, we want to be simple with what we do, but we want to have an impact. And so we're able to focus yep. more resources on the sermon series and on the content and uh, even developing in the community group system, which side note, we we literally just came off of the best community groups uh, yes. season we've ever had Yep, as a church, as far as engagement and people consistently showing up and stuff. Um so that's a huge win. Uh, some of the other things is is we launched our second campus, which we had been talking about for roughly 16 to 18 months, but like finally getting that off of the ground. Um, and and the, the inception of it was probably two years ago, but like the yep. actual practical steps. So getting that off the ground in our Rensselaer campus is, is strong and healthy. Uh, they're seeing new people and they're growing. There's actually some people I met today who've been going and I'm like, I have no idea who you are. And... Um, in my mind, I didn't tell them yeah. that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. so they've, so that was, that was a huge win. Uh, our youth ministry, um, our youth ministry is really starting to grow and get some traction. We moved that from a weird time on Sundays to Sunday following the 10 a.m. experience. So it's at noon on Sundays, but it's at the boys and girls club. So they have access to a gymnasium and the, the, uh, game room yep. and stuff like that. Yep. And they're starting to get a little bit more traction and starting to grow. Um, Community groups was a win. The night of worship was a win. It actually yep. has set us up to where we're going to have conference for 2019, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. And so there's there's a lot of wins. Um, more staff hires. Um, we've seen a lot of growth this past year. Our average attendance has probably increased. I, I don't have an exact number, but I'd say 35% over last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even just coming off of today the sunday before christmas it it was just i mean the participation was just so much more than it was last year yeah and so yeah lots of lots of great things and i'll, I'll say yeah. this yeah please. also our our the salvations have been more than any other year before first time guests have been more than any other year before giving has been higher than it's ever been and our giving externally as a church has like uh probably tripled any year that we've yeah, ever done. Great. Yeah. And so we've been able to give more money back out into the community uh, than any other year, at least by probably three, if not more than that, three times the amount. So it's been, it's been good. No, that's good. Um, I would say that some of the big things for me were uh, the night of worship was one and not just because um, it was an awesome night of worship with a, with a guest guest one, but it was uh, the, the sheer fact that it rallied the whole community, so it wasn't just uh, city church involved. I mean, there were a good 500 people from people in the capital region that helped out. Uh, it was yeah, probably definitely, also definitely. also the biggest event that we did in terms of not only production wise, but I mean, all talk about all hands on deck, uh, volunteer wise, right? Huge venue, a yeah, lot of things definitely. to consider from security to hosting to production. Um, and I think that was just kind of the, in my, if I had to pick like a goal or a theme for 2018, whether it was deliberate or not, um, was that I think every department, every leader challenged themselves in terms of, um, even though we have less on the calendar, what more can we do to improve? So the Rensselaer team was probably the best team we've ever built in terms of just people that are there week after week, 
um, constantly serving and, and growing. Um, you know, uh, the night of worship, yeah. growing that team, building it, seeing how far we could go, how far we could outreach. Um, and I would say that's just the stuff the Sunday before Christmas, even more people, yeah. more people involved, reaching more organizations. Um, so I, whether it was deliberate or not, I think that was the big up for me in 2018 was everyone stretched themselves. I can't name one person who, who didn't go above and beyond and do something better than years in the past. Yeah. And, and it was one of those things. And I, I just want to hit on the Rensler team. Uh, Rensler does not have the numbers that Albany does. Um, sure. It, yep. it does not. Yep. But the team building that that team has done in the unity and getting the DNA and the culture of City Church, uh, they execute at such top notch. It blows my mind because I'm I'm not there every week. I'm there maybe once a month. And um, to be able to hear the testimonies that are coming out, the, the community rallying behind each other, uh, the consistency, the the fact that because it is a smaller team, um, it, you have the same worship team every week. You have the same people setting up every week and the sacrifice that they're willing to make and nothing against our Albany campus, but they just really have gone uh, above and beyond. And so that was awesome. And then jumping back to the night of worship, it was one of those, one of those events that it was like, all right, we're going to try this. Um, it could completely flop. And, yeah. and I just, uh, we just did our, our annual, obviously we talked about it last week, our annual budget, but uh, reviewing the numbers, we budgeted out like $5,000 for that night. We spent over $9,000 on that night. And and it may sound crazy. Why would you spend $9,000 on a night of worship? It was worth every stinking penny that went into yeah, it. Yeah, it was. Because yeah. of the team building, the support to other churches, um, the the what Mac Brock was able to instill into our team, how hard our worship team worked the volunteer and the leaders that, that kind of stepped up um, and even developing the relationship with, with uh, or continuing to develop the relationship with our AV guys, Apex Audio, uh, as well as getting the lighting trust that we got and stuff like, uh, and all that was factored in. I mean, that was a pretty right, big purchase right. that was factored yep. in. But Thinking long-term too. Not yeah, 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 yeah. And so that is, it went into that as a category, but it is long-term purchase. But but it was, uh, just walking away from that, It it was one of those things that, the things that we've dreamt of uh, in the past, it's like, it's not impossible. It takes exactly. a lot of work and yep. a lot of focused dedication and focused work. But if we really focus in on our mission and our vision, then we're able to accomplish the things that we feel like God has actually laid before us. And it was literally a God thing that this all kind of happened. And I, I genuinely felt like it was a huge success. Yeah, it was, yeah. And and has really kind of changed the way I think that other churches, ministries, and pastors perceive City Church to where it's like whenever we say, hey, we want to do this for other pastors in 2019, it isn't like, oh, this is just another event. It's like, no, they're going to take time and they're going to focus in on it. It's going to be well worth exactly. going towards it. Yeah. And so, yep. uh, which I just want to hit out. Yeah. Our vision has changed just a little bit, and it's kind of not so much changed as far as like who we're trying to reach and what we're trying to do, but we do feel that it's one of those things that in 2019 and beyond, uh, on top of growing the church and reaching people who are far from God and all that stuff that we've talked about in the past, we do feel like we need to be a church that is a catalyst and is extremely aggressive in building up other churches in the capital region. Yeah. Not that we don't have, not that we have all the answers because we don't. But we just want to be on the forefront of saying, here's what we know, and we just want to be open-handed with it. Yeah, 
Yeah, and that's that's something that um, was only a God thing, and that Mm -hmm. took it. It really took a lot of focus, dedication, and and stuff. So it's been exciting. Yeah, no, that's great. So I hate to do this, but moving on from the ups of 2018. Yeah, let's talk about the downs a little bit. What what did we do wrong? What could we do better? What was some of the things that really, uh, you know, made us start thinking about what we can do better for next year and beyond? You know. Yeah. So I think continuing to continuing to appreciate and value the time of people in our church. Let's start with that. That's a good uh, one. Yep. In Albany, we've because we are we are not a mega church. We are a smaller church, and we may be considered quote unquote a large church in Albany. Uh, still, in the scale of things nationwide, we would probably we we would be considered a, a medium sized church. Yeah, and so. Um, valuing the time of our volunteers is crucial. And I think that that's something that we're taking very seriously going into 2019. Um, and then recruiting. We, one of the failures that we had was Rensselaer launched with a solid team, but when they launched, it depleted the volunteers and yep. the leaders in Albany. And we failed miserably at that. And it took us about four to six months to recover um, and, and it literally just, uh, just in the past few weeks has been like, all right, we've got a great team in Albany again of volunteers and leaders who have stepped up and stuff. And so I guess leadership development, volunteer culture, that's an area that we filled in and that was kind of, mm-hmm. uh, a, a, a down, I guess. Um, other, other area is, is me as a leader, it's trying to be more upfront with feedback, to the team and being blunt but loving and, and transparent about where our team members are, where our church is, where the leaders are. And because of that, because of, and I take full responsibility for this, we have got a drastically different leadership team at the end of 2018 than we did at the beginning of 2018. And and it's no fault. Um, I take full responsibility, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, hmm. uh, it, it isn't, it, I think it really comes down to me as a leader, really learning to humble myself, uh, to what God is trying to do and to learn to have courage to be able to speak up in the areas where God is trying to bring transformation to, to take place. And, and it, it was one of those things that just, it is just hard. And so there was a lot of painful moments where there were staff transitions, leadership transitions, um, and, and it was one of those things you never want to have those hard conversations or you never yeah. want to sit down and hear that someone is, uh, leaving the church or whatever it may be. And we've kind of talked about it in previous podcasts, but anytime that happens, it, it is an emotional toll on me. And so I'm learning how to deal with the emotional aspect of that to where it doesn't affect my life and it doesn't affect my leadership as a church. Uh, yeah. And I just wanted to and say like I, I would agree with you that that's one of the downs was was that but I also want to say that it was it's it's something that you should always be thinking about how can you improve the team how can you improve your leadership all that stuff but I'll say if you look at the as you said the beginning of last year compared to where it is now um, it was almost like a 180 change and it's almost I'm almost I would have marked this as an up of how quick it turned around right how quickly you resolved the problem that's and then changing the whole I mean essentially you changed the whole organization by the end of the year that's in terms true of you think I haven't thought about that by the mission vision because you gotta think we had unstuck this year and the leadership we had in the first two months compared to what we have now you gotta think there's not even companies for what I work for my size that can change that quick in a year like it's impressive to think of it that way. that's that's a that's a thank you 
Thank you. That was a win. You know, that was a win. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was so. a win. But we recognized the down early, and yeah. we took changes, and none of us gave up to make those changes happen. And I think because of that, that's why we had such a good Sunday before Christmas, such a good Rensselaer launch, and that's why all of this stuff was because we made those changes early on. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I guess the downside with it then, the way it's, you know, going off of what you said, I haven't. To be honest with you, I haven't thought about that. It's probably because I'm in the 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 mud of it all. Yeah, it's just like I'm sure. having to live it day in and day take, out. Take out of it. Yeah, yeah. You know, look, is yeah. is um the the downside of it is the emotional aspect because there was countless nights where it's just like, oh, I have to have this conversation with yep. this person, and yep. I love them to death. They're an amazing person, but this area is lacking. Or I love what this team is doing. But there's some things that need to be changed, and there are some hard conversations that I personally yep. did not like, did not want to deal with, that I had to deal with. I remember I went away in October, right before the night of worship, and dealt with a huge conflict that rose up into the church. And I was speaking at a at a pastors and leaders conference at this retreat, and here I am supposed to be a getting filled up internally, but b also I'm supposed to be. Uh, de- de- delivering this message to all of these leaders from around the, the literally around the country, and I just have this huge weight on my shoulders. And so, mm. um, dealing with that is it was just it was hard. It was extremely hard. Yeah. But you are right. I guess you know, looking at it, we were able to recover. Uh, I think with that, there's some aspects that are still recovering. Of course, it's the things you always have to be thinking about. Yeah, yeah. But but it's definitely um, it's it's the directiveness and giving feedback has been a lot stronger the last two months than it has been any other part of this Agreed. year. And, yeah. and and Shannon, who you know, Shannon, Shannon, Shannon served as my assistant, and she's kind of moving into more of a assimilation type role because uh, she's just phenomenal at that. She actually texted me or called me the other day, and she's like, hey, I want you to know I've been sitting in on these one-on-ones that you've been doing with the team, um, and and the feedback that you've been giving has been so constructively good, uh, but but also calling out the weaknesses but pulling people to a higher place, and yeah. I've never seen that from you. And so that was – that was encouraging, but yeah, yeah. it was still it's still hard to have those conversations, you know. Um, yeah. Other other downs, uh, I think that man, I I don't know if there's any other like major downs that we've dealt with in compared to other years. It wasn't like the church yeah, didn't compared to other stink. years. This year was great. Yeah, you know? yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. So uh, there was there were there is some weaknesses I would say volunteer yeah, culture sure. leadership yep. development which is which yep. are areas that we're focusing on but there wasn't like a there was never a dip in attendance there was never a dip in giving yes we had a rough Sunday here and there um, yes we had a rough week of community groups I remember season one it was like we had twelve weeks yep. scheduled out and we had seven weeks because of snowstorms and ice storms and blizzards and everything else and and so but that's all stuff that's kind of out of our control yep um but I do feel like we've learned to give constructive feedback and to really evaluate stuff uh to be able to see the organization or the church to be able to continue to grow um yeah. Uh you know, healthy. Some some of the other things though is is like we did have some people leave the church. Yep. Uh one is out of an offense that it's just we've tried to reconcile, we haven't been able to reconcile it. Um the other the other is we had someone on leadership who left at the end of last year, early early part of this year, who it was a major blow to the church. And I love this couple dearly and to this day, um he is still one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna say his name. But um, 
but kind of like recovering from that, um, it kind of left a, it was like a shotgun wound, I guess. And I well, yeah, was, cause they're on leadership real quick, just cause they're on leadership. It kind of had an effect more than just you, yeah, which is yeah. always hard and, to do. And, and it was one of those, to be honest with you guys, like I looked at this, this couple as being like, they're going to take over the Albany campus and they can run with it and they're going to do great. Um, and, and then they were just like, Hey, we're out. And I'm just like, uh, what do I do? What do yeah. I do? And so it, it left me shell shock, so to speak. Yeah. And, yep. and because of that, I think I moved slower in making decisions in 2018 as far as leadership than I did in previous years, yep. um, because of that. And so just kind of learning how to, uh, navigate all that. So I guess it's, Organizationally, it's been a good year, but internally, it's been a lot of learning, a lot of ups and downs, Agreed. Agreed. and uh, and it's it's been as painful as it is. It has been good. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, I don't think I have any other downs other than what what I talked about agreeing with you. Um, I mean, just just for being on some of those internal stuff for part of it, I would say that even though the internal side had a lot of downs, I would say that um, the other than that one instance, the downs internally didn't really affect the whole church, and I would say that would be a win. And the fact that the internal stuff was dealt with, I guess, as well as it could have been to not destroy the church like some people, like you would imagine it, it should have. You know what I mean? Yeah, and so let me let me say this, kind of just ra- wrapping up this yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Before this year, or before the middle part of last year, of 2017, we were constantly at a point at the church that one wrong decision would destroy the yes. church. Yes. And now if we make a wrong decision, which we do make wrong decisions, it doesn't destroy the church or the congregation. They're more graceful because they do know that we pray about it. We take time. Yep. Uh, we try to use wisdom, bring in the elders, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I feel like if we make a wrong decision, it doesn't affect the church the way that it used yes. to That's be- what I was, because, yeah. of, yep. because of that. And so I don't feel like we're one decision away from the church just folding anymore. Exactly. Which is we're, totally different three to, you know, three, four years yeah, ago. Three yeah. or four years ago. Yeah. Totally. I remember yep. gotten up like, all right, this is it. And and, and it's not that case exactly. anymore. Anymore. Exactly. You know? Yep. Okay. So maybe giving isn't up a week, but you know, we can recover from that. And so it is, yes. it is different. Yep. No, I totally agree. And look, if you're at a place that is, that you're one decision away from your church folding, please reach out to me because I have been there year after year after year. And a lot of other podcasts that you may listen to, uh, they are probably leading a lot larger organizations than what we do or larger churches, and they don't deal with that the same way that we do. And so we've literally been there in the trenches, and we understand what it's like to take a $74 offering and say, we can't have church next week. We understand it, and we've recovered, and God has blessed us tremendously. Yeah, that's good. Um, so I'm going to let you introduce us into this next topic because my notes just say Sabbath and I have no idea what that means. I mean, I know what the Sabbath is. Let me clarify real quick. I know. Do you read your means. Bible? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sabbath. All right. This is something, uh, that we, I just completely transparent with you. We stole from Passion City Church, Louis Giglio, um, where their church takes a Sabbath, uh, every year before the busy I, season. I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And, and so by that, we... We adopted it, and it was kind of like, oh, I don't know how this is going to go. And coming off of this year, it was great. So summer for us is extremely slow. We don't necessarily dip in average attendance, but we don't grow at the same time. And it's just one of those trends, like most churches we've gotten used to, we're not going to put a bunch of effort into summer if we're not going to see a lot of return. We're just going to let it be summer, keep things light. 
So for us, now this is different if you're listening in the South, because in the South, school starts the first or second week in August. For us, it starts the second week in September. After Labor Day, yep. And so uh, this is different depending on your context. Let me make that very clear. But uh, what we did this past year is we actually uh, gave the entire staff, leadership team, church off for an entire week. There is no groups. There is no meetings. There is no nothing. We literally shut down the church. Yep. Unless you were dying, we did not reach out to you. Yep. And, yep. Um, and what that did for our team was huge. People were able to plan vacations around it. People were able to hang out. People were able to wake up on a Sunday morning. And I remember one couple in our church, they were like, we want to go to church. And I was like, mm-hmm. please just stay home, make your family breakfast, and read your Bible together. Yeah. And I came yep. up to them the following week. I was like, what would you guys do? We stayed home, we read our Bible, and we made breakfast. And That's so great. we encouraged our church to take a break from church to spend time with their family and with their friends. And yeah. for my wife and yep. I, we went up to Lake George. Uh, we hung out. We we we. I spent time with my family, which was great because it was right before the busy season. And so we we, yeah. we you know it's kind of yep. those ebbs and flows. And so um, we we went with the flow and we took time off as a church. Canceled church for a week. Our staff had off. I think we took off ten days to be honest with you guys. Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't quite two weeks, but. Um, but as a church, we did not have anything happening solid for a week. No worship practice, no meetings, no nothing. Um, and we taught on the importance of resting and, and remaining, living a lifestyle coming from the Sabbath and coming from rest instead of constantly crying out like, like God, I need to sleep, you know. And so it was, it was one of those learning things for us as a church discipleship yep. things, but it also was good. And it's one of those things that we are going to continue to do yep. uh, every August. And so yep. for us moving forward, the the third week in August is going to be our Sabbath week. And here's the catch. It isn't historically our lowest attended Sunday either. Hmm. And yep. so um, we're taking a break whenever we probably, some people would say y'all are crazy, but we do feel it's one of those things God has impressed on us for our congregation and for our leaders and our yeah. volunteers. Yeah. No, and then I could say it was good because it wasn't like one of those things. I mean, like I take weeks off here and there if I have to for something, but um, even when you're on vacation, most of the time as a leader or something, you don't need to, uh, I don't have to worry about the stress of scheduling for someone else or as a leader, making sure something doesn't have to go wrong and I have to get in my car anyway and drive there. Right. So this yeah, was yeah. a huge benefit of everyone didn't have that stress. It wasn't like something was going on and you were on vacation. I went to Florida that week, but I didn't have to worry about anything, about groups going on, about um, what if someone showed up at a group? What if someone didn't show up for a Sunday morning to do sound? It was, yeah. I don't have to worry about anything. It just, it happened. And that was what's beneficial. And so I'll say the, the, the two lowest attended Sundays are 4th of July weekend and then the Sunday after Thanksgiving every week. But we're still having church during those times. But our lowest attended month is during August. And so this year for 2019, uh, we're keeping – I don't think we have any groups going on. We have a volunteer appreciation dinner, and we're canceling church one week. And then we're doing a vision Sunday and gearing up for the fall because we know September, October, and November, for us, in our context, is different in the South is our busiest months. And yes. so in the South, yep. January through Easter is usually your busy. It is not, we're dealing with negative 10 degree weather and snow. We don't get that luxury the way that you guys yep. do. And so yep. it's a little different for us up here. Yep. No, that's good. And I definitely say this being the first year, it was great, great to have it. Oh, I loved volunteers. it. I yeah. absolutely loved it. Yeah, no regrets. Um, so 
kind of last thing looking back at the year here, funniest moments in the year. I'm, I I want to know what you have in mind for funniest moments. Oh this my was gosh. your idea. I want to know. Okay. I may get in trouble for saying this, but I'm going to go here. That's the best type of of sorry. So we <laughs> we had I have a few funny moments. All right. So one is one particular Sunday and it it was uh so there was one Sunday after Larkfest, which Larkfest is the largest up largest street festival in the state of New York, and it happens on the doorsteps of the church. And so yeah. there's 80,000-plus people, and after 2 p.m. in its open bar, or open container, I should say, um, after 2 p.m., uh, and it doesn't end until 5.30, it's just a complete drunk fest. And so... After Larkfest, so that was on a Saturday. Sunday we had church, um, and I dealt with we dealt with a lot of interesting things in church. Not a huge deal. All right, so here's what I'm getting to. A few weeks later, we did baptism Sunday. So one of the particular people we had a drunk person walk in, didn't cause a huge commotion. Then we had another person walk in, um, did cause a little bit of a commotion. Not not that crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then a few weeks later was baptism Sunday. And the one person who caused a commotion showed back up to church in a cow costume, cow costume. Wow. Now, yeah, no, here's the thing. Like I got done preaching. Oh, and there was a drunk person that showed up at our 10 AM and she heckled me. She heckled me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so by that, she didn't like raise her voice or anything, but she was heckling back and I kind of just casually dealt with it during the message. And so during the 12 PM, um, we were getting ready for baptisms because we had it both at the 10 and the 12 PM experience. And, and I walked back and I told Mike Rice, who is our, who's our sound guy in Albany. And I was like, Hey man, uh, just keep an eye because I think that this person's back and, um, and and he's like, oh, okay, yeah. I was like, oh, she's over there in the, in the front. And now you all know that she's a she. But she's over there in the front. And then I saw this person raise their hands up in the air and then turn. And I saw udders. Is that what they're called? Udders? Yeah, uh, on a cow. Yeah. On a, yeah. Yeah. Coming from their belly and ears and a tail. And I go, that's not the same drunk person that we dealt with. Mikey, you have double the whammy. Right now. And then the drunk person just opened up the pipe and drape because that's how we we separate things at the Albany campus and just sat there and just crossed her arms and just stared everything down. Well, then I I, I don't I don't know exactly how it happened, but they they offered spontaneous. I wasn't doing baptisms at this moment. They offered spontaneous baptisms and the cow lady decided to get baptized and. um I don't have a whole lot to say about this because I'm trying to be sensitive of the moment, right? But like, did it happen though? So can you say that oh, you it baptized happened. a cow? <laughs> <laughs> if you if you want to put it like that, then uh, cow lady, we had baptized a cow. There you go. And yeah. so, like, I got back to staff meeting, and 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 there was literally eight instances that Sunday that we dealt with, from drunk people to. Uh, issues we've never dealt with in the church that I'm not going to get into this because it's very private matter to cow lady to all this other stuff. And Ryan, our Rensselaer campus pastor goes, you need to write a uh, book. And whenever you write your book, which I will do one day, you need to title this chapter, Milk, Moo, and Moonshine. 
That's awesome. Because that's really because cool. it was just it was just it was the I've never sat there during a baptism Sunday and be like, Father, I need you to make sure that everything goes according to plan and we don't have anybody <laughs> lashing out right now and we don't have drunk people yelling and, and so it was just it was one of those like horrible scenarios as a pastor that you wish that this would never happen and you learn from it. Um, but on the flip side, it, like looking back at it, it was absolutely hysterical. And if you were there, then you understand exactly what I'm talking about. Um, it was just crazy. And so then the other the other funny thing, and I say this now, uh, I've been heckled down multiple times while preaching mm-hmm. a sermon. You yeah. know, you've you've seen it the the lady yep. screaming at me yep. about the city of Albany and stuff, and. Um, and, and the mayor at the time and, you know, another person just kept calling me ignorant from stage. And that was one of the, that was the drunk lady that one yep, week and, yep. and I addressed her. And so a few weeks ago, within the past month, I yeah. was in the middle of preaching and I'm preaching my heart out. And this lady just stands up and literally cusses out the entire church. And I'm not just talking about like, you know, says ass or something like that. I mean, she just straights like. F you, you mother effing people, you F this and F your God. And, and, and I'm, and, and it literally the entire room and we were packed that Sunday just went silent. Yep. And, you know, she was escorted out and she was drunk and, and stuff. Um, and it was just one of those teaching moments like, all right, that's who God has called us to reach. And what was cool about that is even though I got heckled, like I got straight up cussed out while preaching, which has never happened. So that's, that's going in the book. Yep. Yeah. Um, but she came back at the 12 p.m. as well, and uh, thankfully our ushers and our host team was able to handle it. She actually stayed in for the 12 p.m. and did not did not give any negative, like didn't cuss me out or anything else like that. And so it was it was really cool. It was funny looking back on it. It sucked at the moment because it was like deer in a headlights moment. I'm just like, ah, what do I do? Um, but it was a good, good teaching moment for our church to be, you know, this is who God's called us to reach. This is where God's placed us. But on the flip side, uh, our volunteers and our team handled it in an extremely, um, professional way that wasn't like, this is a horrible person because she isn't a horrible person. She needs Jesus. And that's what it, that's absolutely what it comes down to. And, um, I'll say from the time I was there and I think you were, were you were there, were you there whenever I got cussed out? Like, I would, I would say the two things I noticed was not only did all our volunteers handle it well, um, but you handled it well. I complimented you afterwards because you handled it well from the stage. Because um, you could not miss this, like it. No, yeah, like it. It, it very was. clearly happened. I mean, I looked around the room, saw the faces, and I looked at you to see what you would do, and you handled the room in a way that didn't take away from your message, but didn't put more attention on her as it was being dealt with. And I thought that was, I like talk about handling the situation without overcorrecting. That was like the line to do it on. And here's the thing. That was the message that I was like, here's what we're doing for 2019. Yes. Here's our theme. And yes. so, and the yep. thing I think that tied it all back in is our theme for 2019 is for the one. And I just got done saying we're launching another campus. We're looking at yep. South Carolina. Yep. We're, we're doing a conference. Here's all that stuff. And then she cussed me out. And so I was able to tie it back into the theme. But it was a legit 15 seconds of just I've got blankness. Yep. And I'm like, what do I say right now? Because this yep. is never, ever, ever yeah. happened yep. to me. Yep. Like we've seen a lot of crazy. I've had ushers cuss each other out while yep. they're serving together. Yep. I've never had this happen to me before. And so, yeah, it was uh interesting year. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'll I'll say <laughs> Go ahead. We've we've seen a lot of growth, but we've also seen a, a and here's what I love about our church. I really do love this. Uh we see a lot of broken, mentally mentally ill, um yep. homeless population come in as well. And um and so as as much as we see doctors and business owners and stuff come in, we've been able to see the impoverished come in. Yeah. Excuse yep. me. Yep. And uh so yeah. It was, those were probably the two funniest, but like, I remember, I remember the first Sunday, the milk, the moon, I'm sorry, the milk, the mood, the moon. That's shine. a really good title. Yeah, it, it is. Like, I, I remember talking about it in staff meeting on top of all the other stuff. I'm not going to get into of what happened. And you know, Ryan Greenhall, he's just, ah, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah. he's like, Rinsler had a great Sunday. We didn't deal with any of that. Your message went over <laughs> great. Like, thank you. You didn't have to deal with Jesus. Help us. You know, it was crazy. Crazy. Yeah. No, a lot of good moments. Um, so what we're, let's look at two last things. So let's look at first, what were we able to accomplish in 2018? As we wrap up this episode, what were we able to accomplish? All right, so wrapping up, um, we were able to successfully pull off um, some larger, more focused events, which goes like Sunday before Christmas. Uh, I love how you use that word focus too, just for the record. I would emphasize that more than anything. Yeah. Focused events. Yeah. So Sunday before Christmas, I was extremely focused this year and it was phenomenal. I can't rave enough about it. The night of worship with Mac Brock um, was, was phenomenal. Even, even our prayer at the beginning of the year probably wasn't as focused as it should have been as far as uh, church staffing and stuff, but it was still a successful, I feel like the extra events that we did this year, uh, we're more focused, even down to the the fall festival that we did in Rensselaer. It totally was, agree. Forgot about it, that. It was totally yeah, agree. Yep. It was it was much greater than it was the year before. Um, so that was one thing. The engagement of the community. We have had more people get involved in the community through uh, whether it was a special event or in community groups or even in serving than we've ever had before. Uh, and then also, I think that we've done an extremely good job of. Um, I guess, how do I say this? We've done, we've done a good job of entrusting newer leaders to be able to step into positions or to step into giftings that maybe uh, more of a traditional setting would not allow. And so uh, by that, I mean, we've had, we've had people speak that we've had multiple people in our church speak this year with the, which a lot of churches don't do. Yeah. And it's yep. been extremely beneficial to our church because it's just opened up more voices of influence. And so I think that those are things. So it really comes back to the whole simple and strong. I think that we did the simple and strong fairly well this year. And because of that, we've seen an increase in salvation, baptisms, attendance, and group participation. Yeah. No, I totally agree. The area that needs work is still serving. And I think that we're, we're getting there. Um, I think that that's being tweaked and I'd say, give it another three months and that'll be, that'll be pretty solid too. Yeah. And giving, and I can't say that enough and not giving just to the church. I mean, externally giving as well. Yeah. Which as you said, this year was three times more than, than past, but it's a good goal to keep moving forward. I know we talked about that with our, uh, yeah, our, and our sermon series talking about next year. Our our, yeah. our goal, our internal goal, I know we talked about 10% last week. Our goal is to one day be at a good 15, 20% of everything that comes in and goes back out. And so it'll be a while till we're there, but that is our goal. Which is good. Yeah. Um, so last question. Any goals for 2019? Whether I want you to wow, dropping stuff off the table. I'm so sorry. That is totally my fault. Yeah. If you heard that. It if was not, Michael. then just keep listening. It's a small desk for two laptops, just so that we're aware. It is, yeah. and it's so, full of junk. Yeah. 
Michael's desk. Um, <laughs> so That's true. So two parts to this question. I want you to talk about the goals for 2019 in City Church, if you can, and then the goals for 2019 that you have for this podcast, things that you see us doing. Because next year, if we make it the whole year, which I hope we do, we'll have a, we an do. entire year under our belt of a podcast. So what do you think? Start with the church, and then we'll move to podcast, and I'll say something about the podcast. Yeah, so internally um, internally as a church, we and we kind of talked about this in the Waypoints of Leadership podcast episode. Uh, we do have some goals for 2019 as a church. And so one of the, one of the I'll kind of give the big goals, I guess, is the big goals are we want to start the process with launching our third campus in Cohoes, which is 25, 20, 25 minutes north of our Albany campus. Uh, we are planning, and uh, I'm extremely excited about the confirmed people for conference of 2019. And so off of the night of worship, we realized that we can pull off these larger events. Uh, and the goal of that conference is, one, to bless our church, but then also to bless the, the body of Christ at large. Yep. And so uh, the, that's, a, that's another large goal. Um, but internally with that, it comes... Uh, training up a campus pastor, training up a core team, training up a whole other set of worship team members, training up. So there's so many different like waypoints that we have to be able to hit in order to be able to reach those. Um, and then another is continuing, and this is a large goal, continuing to develop our assimilation, discipleship, and volunteer base. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, yep. is, is we don't, our goal is not to have a large crowd on Sunday our goal is to have a large crowd that is engaged in the community and being discipled yep. in groups and yep. serving both internally yep. and externally and becoming followers of Jesus Christ. That is that is our goal and eventually yep. aspiring to be leaders and stuff. Um, and let me just say this. Another thing for, for 2018, uh, our internship is, is – um, is really thriving. We've had a few people drop off, which we expect, yep. but we have a solid group of interns this year as well. And so just continuing to develop on that. And so really 2019 is to take what we did in 2018 and kind of just double up on that, so to speak. And those are, those are our goals. Um, we also, uh, we haven't talked about this at all, but we are internally working on this idea of church in a box of what would yep. it look like yep. if we go from three to four to five to seven campuses, et cetera, et cetera, and developing a simple system to where if you want to be a part of City Church and you feel God's calling you to plant a church in Kansas or Mississippi or wherever, that you can take the DNA and the culture and that we can package everything um, in a way that's simple and easy to understand and you can take that and develop that and be a part of, of City Church, you know. Yep. And so yep. that's something that will be a year-long process internally that probably won't get really pushed out till 2020, 2021, somewhere in that area. Yep. Um, so those are, those are some of the internal goals uh, and external, so to speak, for our church. Nice. And so yeah. um, they're, they're pretty big. Yeah. So which I can officially say this, and I just want to say this. Drum roll. For anyone who's made it this long in the podcast, uh, I am excited to announce that uh, we will have Bethel Austin leading worship at conference next year for 2019. Oh, nice. And so I'm excited about that. We can talk more about that. Yeah, when we kick off episodes again next year, as soon as we get more information, just like we did for Mac Brock, we'll have a whole site. Yep. We'll tell you how to get included. Um, who knows if we'll have 
fun giveaways, maybe a coupon code if you go through Inside Out Group Podcast. I'm now throwing stuff at Michael's face that he's probably not expecting. Yeah, but, look, you know. we want to give away a lot. I want to give away just everything that there we, you go. we do. So I really do. be sure to listen if you haven't already. If this is your first one, good one to pick. Keep mm-hmm. listening as we get closer to this conference. Yeah. Um, and then, so that was church. Any goals for the podcast for next year? Yeah. So next year we are going to be partnering with, uh, the 95 network, which also partners with the unstuck group. And we've worked with the unstuck group and we have a very strong partnership with the 95 network. Um, and we will be hosting a one day conference for church leaders across the really the whole Northeast. We're actually going to be the first Northeast church for them to do a one-day conference at um, ever. And and by Northeast, nice. I mean all of New England, yep. New York, New yep. Jersey, et cetera, et cetera. And so I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be happening in the spring. Uh, it'll be $35 a person, and that includes lunch, and the content is going to be gold and solid. If you're a church leader, you definitely want to come to this. We'll have the exact date yep. probably in January. And we'll, again, talk about it on the podcast, have a link to the event yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. The the other things is uh, we're going to have uh, we're gonna have a pastor of one of the fastest-growing churches and one of the top 100 largest churches in America who will be speaking on this podcast as well, on top of continuing to develop a lot of apostolic leaders, or uh, I'm sorry, leaders who have developed apostolic networks who will be host on this. And so I was going to, you know, Joe Matera will be a host or will be interviewed next year, um, as well as we're going to interview a lot of church planners who have uh, been at it for a few years and who can really speak to uh, the ups and downs of church planning. And, um, and then as well as our, our goal is to continue to bring in business leaders as well. And so we've got a few of those in in line for next year who have already verbally committed to that. And so I think that we're going to be able to offer a lot of lot more resources for next year, as well as giveaways and content and stuff like that. And I know personally, I'm going to be really focused on just empowering more church leaders and um, j- just getting more resources out there because I do think that it's beneficial. Yeah, no, that's good. I would say, um, speaking podcast wise, I. The event will be super cool. I know that as you we've talked about, a couple other people would want to be guests on the show. Um, I don't know if this will happen next year, but I think it'd be super cool. As uh, you know, a lot of people in the in in the church world that are starting new churches and are being new. If we took this show on the road, man, I would love that. I know. I would you can absolutely get your, love your, that. Your points, your whatever that you need, and we can go talk on the road. I know. Do those interviews in person. Meet their staff. You know whole nine yards and, and do something fun with it that maybe actually i'm i'm going to well one of the hosts that well one of the guests that will be is is byron from next year and so i'll actually yeah. i've already uh, kind of booked the speaking i'm speaking at his church next year and so that would be good you know i don't know if you want to go down there with me see it might be because that would that would, i think see. that'd be fun for us to kind of um a lot of people that listen are a lot of people as you said who are new in that thing to kind of give their insight on the podcast and kind of talk in person and and do some of these more longer episodes to kind of really dive into it yeah. uh, and, with their team. And, and Byron's a guy we'll have on beforehand. Uh, we'll have him on in the spring, but his his church has gone through the ups and the downs, being portable. Yep. They're yep. literally about to move. I mean, they are weeks away from moving into their permanent location and getting the approval from the city. And, and their church has... Um, their church is growing and it's thriving and uh, they're really seeing a lot of life change. I mean, yeah. they, yep. I think they've seen like 70 people discipled this year. I'm sorry, That's 70 awesome. people baptized this year. That's awesome. And, and so, talk and talk real quick about a, 
a staff that's ready to get out of Byron and Brandon were some of the first people I met yeah. when we went down to Texas yeah. and just talking to those two guys alone, I'd have to meet the rest of their team to know that they were at it. They knew their goal. They knew, they knew their mission and vision and were ready to take over mm-hmm. that city. Like a hundred percent within five minutes of talking to them. I can yeah. They're, they're dedicated. And yeah, so, 100%. so for other church planners who are out there or who pastor smaller churches, having those voices come on who, who are guys that are 35 and younger, who are just really just, they're die hard, and so, yeah. and then the other is going to be Corey Trimble. We'll have him on, and he pastors. Uh, he's his church is very much a mega church, and yep. um, he also pastors probably the fastest growing church in America. Uh, he does not report his numbers to Outreach Magazine for all the church planners and church listeners out there, uh, and that's a personal conviction that he feels. But if you took how much they've grown compared to anybody else on there, he would be the fastest church in America right now yep. growing. And so yep. he'll be on this as well as speaking at conference next year, which I'm nice. excited about. Super so. pumped. All right. That's all I have. Do you have anything else for the last podcast of 2018? Yes. Hey, have a fantastic Christmas. And Please. we will see you guys, I believe, the second Tuesday in, uh, in, in January. January. Yeah. And so we're taking a little bit of a break, and it'll be good. And I'm going to hang out with you and my yep. family and – um, which I'm also family, by the way. It's yeah, not you, just like, yeah, yeah it's kind of oxymoron, you yeah. know, like, yeah, but it'll be fun. We're just going to hang out and it's going to be fun. And, um, 2019 is going to be a year for the books. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. So I want to thank everyone for listening. I know this was longer than normal, but, um, hopefully you'll be able to listen to it over the next couple of weeks. As Michael said, we'll be off for at least the next two weeks and we'll come back in January with new content, ready to hit 2019 running. Um, if you guys have any questions or want to hear more, you can find us at insideoutgroup.org. Uh, click the contact button if you want to know more about anything we talked about. Or if you guys want to start sending in topic ideas for 2019, we'd love to hear them as we start building out the list. Um, if you want to hear more from Michael, you can find them anywhere on social media at MikeMoreALB or TheRealMikeMore.com. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you all next year. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Thank you.